0: Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise. This is the Dr. Denise Show, and this is a follow-up of the Rocking a Betrayal series. I was so fortunate to have Donna Anderson on for pretty much like a little whole season this spring. And Donna, it's so great to have you back as we wrap up 2022.
1: I'm so glad to be here, Denise. Thank you for the opportunity.
0: So I think it might be nice for people just if this is the first time they're listening to you to hear about the launch of your book, your TED Talk, and who you are in the universe?
1: Okay, well, um, gee, that's a big question. (laughs) Um, I uh, was betrayed. Uh, That's how we got to this Rocking the Betrayal series. I was betrayed by my former husband, who turned out to be a complete sociopathic con artist and took all kinds of money from me cheated with on me had a child with another woman during our marriage which i found out was simply the latest step in an in a entire pattern of cheating on women and depleting their money and um, because of that experience i founded lovefraud.com uh, back in 2005 um, And since then, it has grown to um, a a pretty big website. We've got thousands of articles. Um, I've written several books. Uh, The most recent, which came out this past spring, was called Senior Sociopaths, How to Recognize and Escape Lifelong Abusers. And the reason that I did that um, was because... um, (laughs) what I learned in learning about sociopaths, because when this first happened to me, I had absolutely no clue what this was. This guy was, you know, cheating on me. He's saying all this outrageous stuff, but he's telling me that he loved me and that, you know, we're in this together. And, and, and the whole thing was a complete and total fraud. And I was like, you know, who does this? And it turns out that this is what sociopaths do. And, um, There's a a rumor, I guess you could say, or a a perception in the mental health field that people who are sociopaths, and by that I specifically mean folks who could be diagnosed with antisocial or narcissistic or psychopathic personality disorder, um, there's this common perception that they get better as they get older, that they, they aren't as malicious, that they don't engage in so much antisocial behavior. Well, my ex-husband was 55 when I met him, and so he was been doing it for years, and he continued to do it. I found out that he did it to women after me, so this was obviously not the case. And I kept hearing the same thing from so many of my uh, readers, <laughs> and so what I did was I did a survey uh, a few years ago, and more than 2,000 people uh, completed the survey, and essentially, it was I specifically asked about what their observations were about people who they thought were disordered and were over the age of 50. And the bottom line is they don't change. Uh, If if anything, they get worse. They, They definitely do not get better. So that was the objective of this particular book was to get this message out there. And my reason for doing this is because so many people hang in in these situations, especially in romantic relationships and marriages. I mean, I spoke to folks who were with these disordered partners for 20 and 30 and 40 years, and they kept thinking, oh, it'll get better. Oh, it'll get better. And it doesn't. So I want people to understand that. And if you figure out that you're dealing with someone who is disordered, the sooner you can get out, the better, because it is not going to get better and it may very well get worse.
0: I agree. So we did, we were really fortunate in the spring and I, of 2022 to do a whole series. And I will put a link into maybe the show that really elevated and celebrated that book. But actually, you know, we're here at the holidays. We're all sharing, um, reading our news feeds. So this level of lack of integrity, there's different layers and levels of it. There's the, the level where it hits the absolute sociopath level And, you know, you and I, one of the reasons why um, I believe you and I met is we both had an unbelievable betrayal. And the season one of Rocking a Betrayal that I did probably two years ago now um, did describe what I went through with someone profiling me on social media, the Dr. Denise brand, wanting to be on my podcast, ex-NFL player. And I did win the judgment against him. It's $420,000, but he's still out there um, trying to have these charities. There's an article he did in 2020, which I'll put in the link, where he was still looking for monies in the, the tune of quarter million. And Donna, one of the reasons why I also reached out to you, and I want to do some holiday tips for people, but now that you spoke about your platform, this sociopathy kind of myth-busting book about seniors... I recently, I have a one judgment and, you know, judgments are hard to collect. Maybe you can let people know about your judgment and what happened. Then I can share about mine. Does that sound good? Can you share a little bit about your process with the legal system?
1: Sure. Uh, I will emphasize that judgments are hard to collect. Yes. (laughs) Um, Because in my divorce, um, I wanted what was taken from me and i claimed in my divorce that my ex took two hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars from me um, which was above and beyond normal living expenses i mean this he essentially he swindled me because he kept telling me about all these business plans that everything was going to work out it was going to be wonderful we're going to make all this money and live in the lap of luxury well what he was doing was taking the money and entertaining other women. So um, I did prove my case, although my ex uh, stopped participating. Um, but I won the two hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars that was awarded to me, plus the judge awarded me a million dollars in punitive damages, which means you know punishment, you know, for for my ex for doing this. And in a divorce, this is like unheard of. I mean, nobody gets punitive damages in a divorce, but I did. So here I have this judgment for, you know, well over a million dollars. And I searched for my ex-husband because the thing is, you know, the court awards you a judgment. They do not help you collect it. And it, it's it's up to you to figure out how you're going to find the money and, and collect it. And in fact, you know, it, it's like, you have to get new attorneys that then you have to get, you become a judgment creditor and then you have to go find attorneys to help you collect the judgment. So, I mean, well, I tried.
0: Yeah. So let me let you weigh in. Cause this is something you're not aware of. So I call it, I have a judgment one for $420,000 against David T. Macklin. Now he's still alive and on the planet. Is your sociopath ex husband still alive? I, I remember he's not, correct? No,
1: no, he died okay. a couple of years ago.
0: Okay, so for me, I, the fact that I just mentioned his name, that's the only time I'm going to do it. But you know what? I feel like I need to, but I also, what happens, I think, once you've been betrayed, and part of my rocking a betrayal is you have to balance the safety of your family. And you have to look at your finances. So I have a one judgment, and I do have an attorney that I found through combination of logic and intuition. I've met her in person, and she's sort of on like a shelf of if the opportunity comes and we can safely grab the money, um, she's going to get a percentage. And so late August of this year. She reached out to me and there was this legal group. I'm not even going to say their name because I i just, just want to keep it simple. Like I have a one judgment with David T. Macklin. So I don't want to start saying things about people's names without full data, right? So basically, Donna, this email comes in and right away, thankfully... I can sniff out the pink flags and the red flags. It looked like a fluff. You know, it looked promising, like we found multiple ways where da-da-da's money is overseas and this. And that may or may not be true, but that I did the research and couldn't find much about this legal company. So right away, I had my inner circle look at this email. We all decided not trustworthy. So just mm-hmm. don't need to put time. So I emailed her back and said, "I trust you, but I don't. I'm not interested in this. This doesn't seem. This, I'm not interested in working with them." So then, two and a half months later, I'm going to call it that. Individual sort of ambulance chased her. She reached out to me two times in November, almost like in a panic, like there's lots of money, kind of like you know, like nine one one. And I thought, Donna, I am just going to see if number one this other law firm that says they're this international specialist at Ponzi schemes. If I should meet with them just out of almost like my own voyeuristic curiosity. And I wanted to have them send me at least one reference letter. So I just want you to know late November, even though I already got first thought, best thought, don't work with them. I thought I want this attorney that I do believe in to know that if she works hard to try to find someone, I'll at least be open-minded if they give me a reference. Long story short, Donna, I met with them on Zoom, her and this other gentleman, and he was doing things, and this is where I want you to weigh in academically. He was doing things like trying to win my trust, talking about a podcast of mine he had just listened to, you know, normal building of rapport. You have to decide what is charisma with integrity versus charisma with lack of integrity. So I went into the meeting eyes wide open, almost like grab the popcorn and entertain yourself at the zoom. Right. Mm. Mm -hmm. So long story short, one hour later at the end of the meeting, he said, do you trust me? I said, absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I don't know you. You gave me a a very last minute referral, which we're going to check up on. You can't guarantee that you can protect my son and I, my life has been threatened um my I you also cannot guarantee that my social media, my my Twitter went missing spring of May 2021 when I put my lawsuit link onto the XNFL Players Wikipedia. Within 24 hours, I lost my Twitter. And I've done nothing wrong. I was even given awards for social media and positive influence. So maybe I'll get the Twitter back now that Elon's around. But so just so you know, then the other female attorney that was on the Zoom, I said to her, follow up with the reference and see what's going on. So this is where you get the data. You go deeper. She followed up with the reference from this person I don't trust. And they just said, oh, this person's great for the type of deal you're doing. And I'm thinking, what? Why does this person even know about my deal? That other person shouldn't have said anything. That lacks integrity. And um, also on the Zoom call, this man said, Mr. Macklin looks like a Sunday school fraudster Ponzi guy compared to the people in Nigeria. Sorry about this. The people in Nigeria, I'm going to say this again on the zoom call. He said, Mr. Macklin looks like a Sunday school prankster compared to the people we can take down in Nigeria. So it just was all very, almost like machissimo. Mm. So afterwards. I did try to follow through with data, getting the actual data. And so I thought the reference that he gave was almost like smoke and mirrors. So that was a pink flag. Then I said to Britt, I go, Britt, you have you have integrity. So basically, um, she did the most incredible thing. She wrote this email to him saying with all the loopholes, like we couldn't find your corporation. We need to know the CEOs and the officers. We know who started your business in this year, but here's all the follow-up data and credentialing we need in order to take another meeting. And Dr. McDermott does not want to meet with you again. Do not call her on your own. He also tried to go around her who was the mediator and reach out to me in a panic on my own and was starting to ask for either 10 to $17,000, even though they wanted 40% contingency. So now I'm going to let you just respond to all this.
1: Well, the main thing is that you didn't trust him. And I mean, your instincts and intuition are always, always you're the key to protection. You know, when you have a bad feeling about someone, I mean, even, even the fact that you're doing all this due diligence, is based on the fact that you have a bad feeling about the person. So, I mean, it's good to do the due diligence, but the main thing is that your intuition is warning you and, and that's, that's it. But then looking at this interaction, the, the idea that he's trying to rush you and, you know, say it's a panic. I mean, that is classic, classic, sociopathic manipulation. And my ex did that to me all the time. I have to have an answer right away, you know? And 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 then, and then, oh my God, I can't tell you how many times he did that to me. You know, everything was always in a panic. Everything was always a rush. And that's what they do in order to make it so that you don't have time to think and don't have time to weigh what's really going on. And then the fact that he comes out and asks you, do you trust me? I mean, my goodness, (laughs) Uh, you you know, because this is how con artists operate. What they do is that they make it so that they show trust in you, okay? And and they, they understand it, they know this, they make it so that they show trust in you. And then, you know, biologically, you know, because of, of our our social uh, socialization and the oxytocin and, and all this other stuff, we feel that we need to reciprocate and show trust in them. You know, and and the fact that this guy went directly in for the kill. You know, on on so to speak, on on, on that. Do you trust me? Um, <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you said no. I mean, that's oh, that's I didn't hysterical. even just say no.
0: I looked at him and, and it's like I had a witness. It was like, by the way, I'm proud of myself that I took this meeting because it actually ended up being healing and almost entertaining because mm. I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I honestly, Donna, because I, I was like, how do you spend your time? Why is he sending the reference at 1.44 a.m.? I had already canceled the 7.30 in the morning meeting. So he sends it only six hours before in this heroic effort. And so everything was pink flags, red flags. And I'm so proud of the female attorney that I will still use because once I said to her, because I think she learned a lot from it. Mm -hmm. I said to her, listen, I also want to protect you. You have such high integrity. And I think maybe one of the reasons why we met this character is also for you to be careful.
1: Mm -hmm. You know,
0: you have this great reputation, and I want you to think about that. That's when she wrote this most amazing, like, hand him his ass on a platter email, and he went completely radio silent after being confronted. So maybe comment on that and what you've heard about that pattern.
1: Well, um, I guess he got the message that he's um, not going to get anywhere, you know? So he says, okay, he's done, you know? Because uh, the a, a sociopath, and not saying that this man is a sociopath, although maybe he is, um, they're very capable of just, you know, dropping something and moving on to the next thing. And that's probably what he did. He's, he's probably got, you know, a dozen of these things uh, working and, and he says, okay, well, this one's not getting anywhere, so we'll just move on. And that's yes. what he did.
0: So, and by the way, this man was definitely over 55. And mm-hmm. now I think I just wanted to share that um, one of the things that I looked at before we had this show with you, and this is sort of just a change in kind of discussion on it for us. Let me grab this quote that's from you in one of our shows. And I love it. And I quoted you and it's, you said this spring, my soul planned the entire debacle. So, I want to pause right now and say Donna's giving anyone listening a window into what she's been through. I've been through, and we want to now broaden this out to bridge not only the linear experience on Earth of having a fraud, whether it's being um, whether you were married to a sociopath, whether it was business sociopath, whether it's your next door neighbor. Um, there's the the linear action of making the decision like I did, absolutely not, not engaging. But then I like to look at myself as here on earth, but then I believe in energy and the soul. And what am I trying to experience so I can keep growing and ascending and having greater integrity, greater self-love, greater awareness? So I'd like to broaden out and have you have a response on maybe some of the most hopeful things you've seen throughout the years, once people do get through um, a fraud and maybe some tips and tools. I feel like we're going into a recession. So that maybe part two can be
1: what to watch for too. Okay. Well, um, it was, I mean, my whole experience as far as being involved with my ex-husband was definitely a healing experience. And what it was about, was letting go of my compulsion shall we say to try and fix this man now um i can't remember if we talked about this before but i had multiple past lives with him and uh in in every one of these lifetimes he was uh abusing me in some way uh in in some some of them he killed me and, and things like that but I kept reincarnating with him in order to, you know, essentially try to save him. So it all came to a head this time, and the real healing was in recognizing that I was not responsible for his journey. OK, I'm responsible for my journey. I'm responsible for doing what I need to do to grow and uh, progress spiritually and even, you know, in this earth plane. And the the key was letting him go. And that that was actually the key. You know, once I was able to uh, drop it and once I was able to pull his hook out of my heart, you know, that's when I was able to move forward. So that's, um, you know, what was important there. So and- can, I,
0: can I just say you really just unpacked some of the most important things about when we're talking about rocking a betrayal or I talk about alchemy and emotion in motion on the other different shows. You've shared your journey of working with um, someone that's in the spiritual plane with intuition And I know that you have your degrees and everything we'll put in the bio. But I believe and I want that I my own eyes wide open of this experience of almost asking, like, I love that you said, my soul planned the entire debacle, because, you know, people are listening, and they don't believe in energy or soul or past lives, you're exactly where you need to be. There's no judgment, please be open that If Donna's had experiences now that that's what she believes, that's her perception. And I can tell you that I believe that the experience of this fraud, I honestly, Donna, I had your book on my shelf right after this happened. Mine was like a business. They always tie in whatever your interest is. So it was Dr. Denise, let's do shows together. Let's help the world. Let's help children. Let's do this. So I won my lawsuit because I had all these business things that also backed it up, but my I had seen your book, Love Fraud, and one of my dear friends, Kathleen O'Toole, who, who's now interviewed you, she said, "Don't read the book yet; it's just it's too fresh." So I never read your entire that book, but I had it there, almost like as a symbol, of part of my story. And my own inner voice said, "I am going to meet that lady someday." And it's mm-hmm. really interesting because your publicist on March 11th of this year reached out to me, and she told me I was the first person, and and my and my brand is not all about betrayal. My mm-hmm. my brand. Is is so broad. So I just want to say, pay attention everyone to coincidences. Uh, for me, part of the gift of my rocking a betrayal is to meet someone like you. To me, like along the way and what you've done with your platform, when we're giving, like for me to have this honor of talking with you and then to have other people know about your whole body of work and thinking about the ripple effect of other people, most people have had some sort of betrayal. Some people, most people have some sort of fraud. So I think the healing part of how we can then have greater self-love and enjoy our loved ones and not repeat these experiences and just realize how important love is for me, that is the gift.
1: Yeah. And actually, one of the things that happened out of this experience for me was that, um, and and I often say this to, to people and when you've been involved with a sociopath, there is a silver lining and the silver lining is that the experience is so awful that you have to deal with it, you know? And, and so what happened with me is that, um, Because of this experience, I mean, eventually, when I realized that I I wasn't going to get my money back because I held on to that for a long time and I did an international asset search, you know, trying to find him, trying to find it. And essentially, he blew it all. The the money was gone. When that realization came in that I was not going to be able to um, collect and, and be made whole from this experience, I just absolutely collapsed. You know, I mean, all the time I, I had been holding out the hope that I would be able to get this. And that's when everything just fell apart for me. And essentially, that was the whole point of this being planned by my soul is that the idea was for me to release it all. And that moment was when I released it. And the other thing that happened is that it shattered my defenses, you know, because I, I had built up uh, this lifetime or maybe multiple lifetimes, uh, d- d- walls around my heart. And when it, it all just came crashing down. So there was this day when, you know, I found out that I was not going to get any money back where, when I collapsed. And exactly one week later, I met the man who became my husband. And because all those walls had been smashed, I had the ability to truly experience love with him because I I didn't have the defenses anymore.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that. And love is priceless. And so it's like, it's amazing. So I, I want, there's more I want to cover, but I just feel like it's almost like that's so profound right there. And you've been with your husband now is it 18 17 years? years? 17 yeah. years. 17 mm-hmm. years. Wow.
1: What's his first name? Terry. Terry Kelly Terry. is his name. I want to
0: make sure we say, Hey, Terry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. And Terry has been not only your husband and love and believer in you, but you've really elevated and celebrated on other shows that he's been helping support your, the vision of helping others um, with fiscal support. So, there's so much healing in having such an intimate, amazing partner.
1: absolutely. And if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have love fraud because yeah, he funded it.
0: Yeah, thank you, Terry for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like is there any I feel like this might be a good place I you know I wanted to give tips and tools around the holidays, but this is just I think so hopeful that you can come out of the other side of any type of fraud I I know it's the holiday season. Maybe you and I could take a moment. I've got people in my practice that are going through divorces. I've got people who also have had are still in their own legal battle against you know the societ, but it's their own spiritual. Are there some tips and tools that you want to give, or, or ways that people can find your body of work so that they can do deeper dives and and knowing how to heal and how to avoid this from happening?
1: Okay, well, let's talk about the recovery part. Um, I think one of the most important things to that will help people is to recognize that the real healing is emotional. The real healing is internal. Uh, I mean, you still have to deal with, you know, whatever the practical matters are, financial matters, legal matters, and all that, but the real healing is internal. And a lot of people tend to think that they can't work on their emotional healing until they have all these issues settled, until the divorce is done, until the the the, the judgment is paid or, or whatever. And that's not true. You can move forward on parallel paths. The the one path being um, dealing with whatever financial issues, uh, running your household, rebuilding your career. I mean, whatever whatever you have to deal with to to sustain your life, you, you can solve all those problems or work on solving all those problems. And at the same time, you can work on your internal healing. You can work on releasing what has happened to you. You can work on being good to yourself. You can work on shifting the energy.
0: And- can I just do a sacred pause of what you're talking about? I have a slide that I'll put in when I advertise this show for us. And I, I say, use the energy of fear betrayal, and other intense emotions to create a momentum of change. Are you there?
1: Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm doing the sacred pause. You.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well, okay. I was going to say it again, use the energy of fear, betrayal, and other intense emotions to create a momentum of, of change. So it sounds like in your process, not only of alchemizing your own betrayal, but the love fraud platform with all of the YouTube videos, the seminars, the other individuals, that energy was used to get greater knowledge, greater wisdom, give others hope, give other people tools. So you're saying that even on a tough day, which we all unearth, whether you've gone through an unimaginable betrayal or it's just a tough day, you might be having depression, you might be missing loved ones. You have to remember that everything's energy and you can put that energy to good use, even if it seems overwhelming.
1: This is true. And the thing is that if you walk both paths simultaneously, meaning your internal healing and solving problems, they support each other. So the more you work on your internal healing, the more clarity you'll have to be able to deal with the practical problems and vice versa. As you deal with the practical problems, it helps you to deal with the uh, emotional problems. So it, it will go faster if you do both simultaneously as opposed to, you know, trying to solve all the problems uh, while you're still all twisted up with the emotions of the situation and and waiting to do that later. It it, it will really help you to work both um, things at once.
0: So as you're talking about that, you know, when we're little kids and we're told by, you know, the officer friendly, if you catch on fire, stop, drop, and roll, I like to have things to kind of create a template and discuss the linears and the non-linears. And for me, the linears are like food, shelter, clothing, paying your bills, getting dressed. The non-linears are more of your higher level of, you know, your vision, asking to, you know, get through this lawsuit, get through this betrayal, um, think of a new creative idea. And so, I think what you're talking about is while you're having your ordinary day of getting through your linears, don't like be, have balance. Um, don't neglect your health, don't neglect your nutrition. If you need to see a therapist, if you need to work with your spiritual leader, you know, follow up on your lawsuits. But I think what can happen is people don't realize that that moment of betrayal is over. And you still, if you're blessed to live a long life, you need to figure out how to heal, how to have as much justice. But I think you also need to know not when to let go, but to make sure you're still spiritually growing. I think sometimes people can get stuck in their betrayal loop when they're not in balance of their linears and their non-linears and their health or spiritual and mental and um, physical health.
1: I agree that it is important to deal with us, um, our, our spiritual, emotional. In fact, uh, you know, so much of the tension that we experience is emotional. And actually that's one of the things, you know, you asked about, you know, what, what's I'm working on. One of the things that I'm working on now is to help people access that and start to release it. um, Because, you know, there's these, these disturbances within us that's, and that's what the emotions are. And um, it's, it's possible to locate them in your body, and it's possible to move them out of your body. And, it just enables you to feel better so that you can deal with everything else. So it's it's really important to find out where those emotional disturbances are and to bring them to awareness and the, to let them go. And that's what I think is the real healing is, is finding all those places where uh, the pain is still there. And of course, the pain often goes back Way far, you know, especially if uh, you've had multiple dysfunctional relationships or multiple betrayals, and and especially if your if your family of origin was disordered. We I've spoken to so many people who realize that uh, they married somebody just like their mother or just like their father, and and you know, and that's where the the original pain is coming from. So you know, when you can get to that and start to relieve that tension and the the emotional wounds that's when you're really able to start to shift the balance of your life.
0: Yes, no, that's fantastic. Where can everyone find you?
1: Well, the best place to go is lovefraud.com. That is uh, (laughs) Love Fraud Central. uh, Although I do have uh, YouTube videos um, that that my YouTube channel is called Love Fraud Lessons. Um, I have multiple books which are available both on Love Fraud and Amazon and other locations. And um, so that's where everything is.
0: Well, I really appreciate you. I we you know I was thinking that this was going to be more of a lighter show, but honestly, right when I heard everything you've been through again, I relived it, but it was, I was reliving it in like a celebratory way of how you really have knocked your betrayal out of the park. And I think sometimes people need to hear these deeper dives that. You know, it's not a one size fits all healing process, and that you've gone through something, I've gone through something, a lot of people have, and that it's okay. I think sometimes around the holidays, everything's so joy, joy, joy. But, you know, we do go through some tough things and understatement. And I appreciate the hope, the love, and all the wisdom that you've given to others on this journey.
1: Well, thank you so much, uh, Denise, and I'm, I'm so glad to be here with you.
0: Okay. Thank you. Have wonderful holidays. And um, there's going to be more shows this year, everyone. Thank you for listening.